Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. You are not around, Welcome back, loves. Thank you for tuning in or streaming or downloading Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Ireland Meacham. Woo! <laughs> Yay, welcome to Bloomington, Ireland. Thank you. Sitting here with Melanie in person, which is... <laughs> I love it. What? <laughs> That's so exciting. I miss being in person with you, too. Oh, we'll come to your house next time. <laughs> well, we could do that. Yeah, I had to make sure that I came home from my puppy, but um, he's been home all day. But, yeah, cause it's been a rainy day. He didn't go to daycare center today. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, puppy, puppy. daycare. <laughs> but how are you two doing? Good. I am. I've just been seeing you know everyone I haven't seen since before the pandemic, and it's been really lovely. So nice. It's been good. That's cool. Justin? Yeah. <laughs> I just was going to say, yeah, we missed you, Ireland. But yes, being on a plane, that's a great excuse for not joining us. It was a really good show and a really great pr- pride that they're doing in Greenwood. So Yeah, that's so right. exciting. Yeah. Are you going to be able to make it? I don't think so. I'm actually going up to see uh, a a friend of mine who's gay, so it's fine uh, <laughs> in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I'll be doing gay things for sure. <laughs> oh well, okay. Still bring. Make sure you document them and send them into our offices. Oh, I will. <laughs> so. Yes, I'll be uh, sending you pictures of me in Boys Town. Awesome. <laughs> that I guess that's good. That counts. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could make it though. The Greenwood Pride sounds awesome. And yeah, it really does. We'll bring you really yeah. fun. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Justin? Well, basically, I guess avoiding the cicadas, which are all over my place of work. Oh. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Luckily, and I probably shouldn't say anything, but they're not all over my house. So that's good. Um, but yeah. Crazy and I've been boating, actually, which is my favorite thing to do in the summer. And I've actually already been out on the boat and on the lake and have oh. some more boat trips lined up. So I'm very excited. Yeah. I like You're like on your own boat or are you going on somebody else's? You rent no, those things with the slide. And... <laughs> yeah, I have friends that have pontoons and stuff. And, you know, I always try and mooch off of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, you're the anti Betsy DeVos and like, maybe you've got your own, maybe you're like in a, in a, uh, yacht war with her. And, and her <laughs> that, with but. Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that she's unemployed, maybe, maybe she'll be looking to get rid of one or two of them and you can pick one up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Not oh. with my salary. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I work for a nonprofit. <laughs> well, not, you know, I'm certainly not Betsy DeVos. I'm not a DeVos. We're Bezos, I'm happy about that. With Bezos's yacht, who which has a yacht. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. His yacht has a yacht? The yacht has a yacht. Yeah. yeah. So that the <laughs> helicopters can land. Like oh. it, it's, it's a separate helicopter yacht. 
which I mean, I don't even know how that works. Do you have to take a smaller boat over to the, I guess, kind of like paddle boat over to the big <laughs> yacht. <laughs> or maybe they have one of those little gerbil tubes that goes between the two. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> God, I hate rich people. Oh, I don't. If there are any rich people out there, I love you. And <laughs> yeah. um, uh, if you go to WFHB.org and you have just a couple extra billion laying around, like in your back pocket or whatever, you can hit the big red button and donate it all to WFHB. Hey, now that's an idea. I think yes. so. We desperately need a yacht. We desperately need a WFHB <laughs> yacht, right? And a small island to broadcast from. Perfect. Well, we just don't have any place to park our helicopter <sighs> when we want to go boating. We'll go. We'll get a smaller island for the helicopter. Uh, yes. And then, <laughs> and then build an underwater gerbil tube between the islands. Of course. Yeah, you have to have the sharks swimming around you. Yeah, it's the full <laughs> SeaWorld experience. We're having too much fun about this. I just, I, we're like completely not covering any of the LGBT issues. That I, it's the fastest we've gotten off track in history. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might be due to um, the proximity and we're like two thirds here. So maybe next time we can be in the, the studio. Well, not this upcoming next time, but next, next time. Next, next time. Yeah. We'll be in the studio all together, sipping champagne. I mean, fake champagne because sparkling apple juice, sparkling apple juice. Exactly. Not made in the champagne region. Uh, of frost. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hopefully coming back sometime later this year for top surgery. So we should make that happen. You go in uh, for the consult. Yeah, the consultation is on the 7th. So oh. this coming Monday. Yeah. Um, so oh, awesome. I'm very excited. Yay! Yeah, we'll get a we'll get an update. Yes, next week, you'll get an update. And I will I will uh, detail the full experience. Yeah, I still have to like make my list of questions. They always say it's very important to bring in the list of questions, you know, and I do have a, a ton of questions already. So I'm going to get on that. Right, right. Yeah, make that spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, how was your yeah. week? We haven't talked about that, Melanie. I don't even remember. It's been, uh, there's, I ran out of gas yesterday. Um, I haven't done That's that in a while. The, I found out that, um, one gallon of gas makes the gauge go from empty to a quarter tank and it's not a yugo so i know it's more than four gallons in the tank uh-huh. so the um the little indicator thing is is maybe a little off so i have to pay attention to that and be more like my mom who keeps the car topped off at all times <laughs> but you know it's always full as opposed to me where it's like, well, it's starting to stutter probably because it's running on fumes. Maybe I should think about going into the, the gas station. So that was embarrassing having to walk down the road with a gas can, uh, which was actually $20 for a gas can. I mean, oh right. An empty one. Then you had to put the gas in it. And that was almost another $20. <laughs> so yeah. Ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how my week has been. Just take that and extrapolate it backward about, seven days and and here we are yeah no there was some good stuff too maybe i'll get to it later i have no idea <laughs> we'll find out i've been talking to a lot of people there are a lot of people that are, are really excited for what's coming up oh we're i'm putting together stuff for this weekend for going to greenwood pride getting the tables out and washed off um 
getting the tents put up and dried out and dusted off mm-hmm. so it doesn't look like they've been in storage for several years. And um <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of getting everything put together. I want to get some stickers printed. We're gonna have we're gonna take donations for the LGBT center that we're still trying to get going. Awesome. This summer we will have uh the capital, excuse me, <clears throat> Parable. Um <laughs> hopefully we'll have the capital campaign uh up and running this summer. And, oh, I just found out that Bloomington Pride should be back on. I don't have an exact date, but somebody sent me a link to the vendor uh, contract. And so it looks like we will be back, like, in person down on Kirkwood. So hopefully. Yeah, I saw that it was going to be in August, I think. Or no, wait. Uh, oh, that's Spencer, Spencer Pride. Yep. Oh. I think sometime in August. That's when it usually is. But, yeah. Yeah. So, woo! Yeah, I think they do it once the students <laughs> come back. Mm-hmm. Right. They can participate, which is a really good idea, actually. But it's not during. Well, in Chicago. LGBTQ Pride Month. Well, yeah. You know, the students leave, whatever. They're really dedicated to stay. So Chicago Pride, they're having the picnic this year. And that's going to be the 26th and the 27th. Mm-hmm. And the celebration and the parade are going to be on the 3rd of October. <laughs> so I might have to miss that one because I will be on the Atlantic coast. <laughs> uh, Spencer pride is a couple of weeks after that. Mm-hmm. And um, what else do we have coming up? We don't have a whole lot coming up this month because people are still trying to open up, mm-hmm. but you know, these, these two things. Yeah. It seems like exciting. a lot of pride fests are getting pushed back, but I think that's the right choice. Cause in a few months, you know, I think people will feel there will be way more people vaccinated and people will feel more comfortable coming yeah. out to an event. Well, and everybody's starting to unmask the building that we're in uh, for work. They've taken their restrictions off. Kroger has taken their restrictions, Mm -hmm. lifted theirs. I actually went into the store the other night. I was talking to my friend on the headset and, you know, we're just talking. I walk in, I've got my mask in my hand. It's in my hand and I totally forgot about it until I, like I picked up the things I needed to get. I just need a couple. I go to the self-checkout thing and like get done and I'm leaving and I'm like oh I forgot to put my mask on oh crud because I've been still wearing my mask in places uh trying to you know be conscientious of others and then I just got so comfortable seeing other people maskless and not having my mask on like uh you know in my car dangling from one ear or whatever going places that I just kind of forgot it and now I feel very bad so true confessions. Uh, sorry. I think that's happened to all of us at least once at this point. I get, like find myself forgetting my mask. I'm like, how, how do I do that? I've been wearing one consistently for over a year now. You know, it's very weird. I guess when you see other people without masks on, it's easy to forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still know people who are not fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um, Kat gets her last vaccine shot Sunday before we go up to, or Saturday, sorry, um, before we go up to Pride. Cheers. <laughs> Got that on tape. <laughs> Perfect. Blooming Out has been brought to you by <laughs> is proud to stand with the LGBTQ plus community for at least a month. For at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> Please put this in the outtakes. <laughs> no, it's going straight in straight there. Straight in the show. Yeah. Kane needs some outside love.
I like your all plaid, Justin. Right? <laughs> I'm wearing plaid on plaid. It's my COVID look. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be, <laughs> that's going to be sort of hard to, um, yeah, not do now. <laughs> <laughs> My fashion permanently changed. My friends were calling me Prison Mike the other day. Apparently, oh my God. <laughs> like a, a prisoner. Oh no! <laughs> you know, you know, you have to like pull out the the good clothes when. Oh God! Do I have to pull out the good clothes? Oh, yeah, think thing. about it. And wearing the same sweatshirt for. <laughs> right. That's the other thing is like I have four comfortable outfits, you know, that are all akin to pajamas. So that's <laughs> well, it's going to be hard to return to normal life. But are we really ready? I mean, I don't know. I still don't feel good going into Kroger without a mask. No. Yeah. I mean, I still wear a mask everywhere. Yeah. It just, yeah. it's, I feel like it's just respectful, you know. Well, and there are a lot of people who can't get right. You know, vaccinated and the vaccine doesn't stop you from necessarily getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps stop the spread mm-hmm. and it helps um, lessen the, the disease, mm-hmm. but you can still get it. So, um, and that would still suck to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm about, I'm an extrovert. I can't, that's what this year has taught me is that I actually am not the person who likes to hang out by myself. Mm-hmm. There just aren't people normally up when I am. Right. So I don't, I don't get a chance to hang out with people. And now that I had, you know, a whole year of like not hanging out with anybody, I'm, I'm, I'm like twitching on the floor, (laughs) sweating, you know, pulling out my hair and I'm just like, no, I need people. Well, I'm a lifelong card carrying introvert and I still am doing that like twitchy, like I need to see people things. So (laughs) they might take your card away. They might take my card away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just not my gay card as long as that's you know well you know like i said have it validated mm-hmm. on halstead you can stick right. it into one mm-hmm. of those big rainbow towers you know? yeah yeah <laughs> you have to reapply on christopher street every year <laughs> <laughs> did you send in your application dang it dang it <laughs> oh my god I, again, I was, I see, I've been talking this whole time trying to figure out what I was going to talk about. And I don't remember what I was going to talk about. Uh, I do have some other things, but that was after we do some news and I'm not sure how to like segue nicely into uh, the news because a lot of it is, you know, we had such a nice interview last week. It was just so beautiful to have people who are excited and happy and you know, starting stuff and starting the the process of the queerification of a whole community, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like we've we've got another toehold into uh, a place that was seriously lacking uh, in queer cred, and now, and I, I still I, I think it really needs to change on the map, but Queenwood needs to be the new name. Queenwood, that's so perfect. <laughs> We just need to get a bar there. I love it. And and that's what the bar is called. There you go. Someone get on this. <laughs> you know, it's like Hollywood, but we'll we'll change it. We need to put up a big sign. <laughs> yeah. Now entering Queenwood. <laughs> uh, and it's a rainbow sign. And it's of a horse. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that was good. But, you know, things are still 
falling down around us, we're still feeling the pressure of so many people, the renewed pressure. They're feeling their oats too. You know, they're looking to pass more legislation ever more. Let's go to Florida. You know, this guy, DeSantis has been a thorn in everyone's side for a long time, whether it's COVID or or LGBT rights or or really anything. He's just been a, a smarmy little something I can't say on the air. And now they become the seventh state in the nation to ban trans girls in sports. And no matter how much is coming back out, how much information seems to be making its way into the public about how damaging this is to, to high school and, and college is uh, better and pro sports don't have a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially in, in college and, and some grade school uh, levels like Pop Warner and, and other stuff with this, this ban uh, is really damaging kids and making them feel that they aren't able to be a part of their society, a part of their team, a part of their, their school, you know, yeah, it's alienating and even more so than they felt before. Yeah. It's so othering. I mean, when all your friends are playing sports and like, you know, getting to do all the things like kids should be able to do, and you're sitting off on the sidelines, you feel like the weirdo and that takes a real toll on your self-esteem, especially when you're that young. And that there are a whole group of adults across the nation who are working very hard to make sure that you don't Mm -hmm. specifically you don't. And, you know, there are only a handful of you in the state, right? Not a handful. There There are actually quite a few trans kids in the state. We don't know how many of them would want to play. We don't know what this uh, effect this is going to have on them. Uh, Indiana has their own laws. We have, when they tried to pass laws here uh, and they were defeated, but now um, a new station out of Indy, who I will not publicize, has been kind of doing a weekly sort of clickbait expose on trans bands and why uh, allowing trans kids is not acceptable. And it just came up again last night on the station. And of course, the comment section, you never read the comment section. However, it does give you an idea of what people are thinking out there. Mm -hmm. And they are just accepting this negative information as if it's true, as if it has any basis in reality. They take it into themselves and they spit it verbatim right back out. Mm -hmm. And all of it is just fear-based nonsense. None of it is truthful. Exactly. Yeah. And that's... Go ahead. I, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, no. it, it's so <laughs> interesting how they spin it because this is called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. Now, if you just heard that, you'd be like, oh, sure, of course, I'm for fairness in women's sports, right? You know, right. who doesn't want to be unfair to women in sports, but they're not thinking of trans women as women. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, And so it's just spun so that, yeah, it seems like something evil people are doing rather than something that's integrating everybody and giving everybody a chance to to do whatever they're good at. Right. But to participate fully in society. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that's that's what we've been fighting for 
forever. Forever. And this is just one more small little step toward putting us back in not just the closet, but making us hide again. But they're not banning trans men? Well, they don't exist. <laughs> okay. Transmasculine people, interesting fact. Yeah, I don't I don't exist. I'm I'm a ghost. I'm invisible. Can't you tell, Justin? That's why you're so cool. I'm sorry, there yeah. was some static. I didn't hear yeah. that was, <laughs> some shh going on beside me. I don't <laughs> I don't know. It's just puzzling. I mean, the whole thing is just a fantasy. And they to sign it into law on the first day of Pride Month, too. I'm sure they were aware of what they were doing there. Of that course was a clear message, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, very clever that way, I have to say. Oh, I think you give them a lot of credit with that word clever. <laughs> I, I do think they are clever. Use a different word. That I will give them. Oh. <laughs> 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 that what Teddy thinks. Yeah, that's Teddy's two cents. <laughs> and our special guest, we didn't ask Teddy how Teddy's week was. Oh, we didn't, did we? He's no. had a good week. He's spoiled rotten, of course. <laughs> my dog. <laughs> I'd love to be my dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can but take no, yourself I... out on walks. <laughs> that one Tim Allen movie where he like switches brains or bodies with his dog. Oh, Do you remember that one? The remake of, uh, oh, what was that movie? With the, the sheepdog? Yeah. The big giant. With Jaggy DA. Did they remake that? Is that what that was? It, there oh. was there was one with uh, in the Disney mate back yeah, in the sixties or whatever. Movie. All I remember is that it's like it was the Shaggy DA. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Yeah. Oh. But when I say that they're clever, I don't. I mean, it's not a compliment. It, it, it's just sort of that they are manipulative. Yeah. And, very good at spinning this sort of strange fantasy that gets them votes and scares people. I mean, it's just othering again, you know, it's making ogres out of human beings. And I'm hearing people, like I'm talking to people on like in, in different forums in different uh, um, areas, not in person right now, but uh, I'm sure that's going to happen too. You know, these people who say that they are for equality, then also you know, bring this up and say, but this, this is being, uh, providing quality to, to girls and women. And they use improper terminology. Uh, but they'll say, you know, anatomical boys or, mm-hmm. or some, you know, uh, variation on that, and, you know, playing in girl sports and that's, that's bad. And they're just spouting the same things that they hear back. And I don't know how to make people think, I, I really wish I did how, how to make them actually like take the information in and critically think about what they're receiving. Mm -hmm. I just can, you know, encourage them to look deeper into it, give them a little bit more information, perhaps have some, I, you know, I've got a whole bunch of links I can send people and just also show that there are professional women in sports who are speaking against this. Yeah. And it's not just the trans community, the LGBT community. It's people who have, been in the trenches mm-hmm. and on the courts who are saying, look, this isn't a problem. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Trans women have been in women's sports for decades. Right. And you don't see trans women dominating these sports like this fear-based stuff. Like mm-hmm. you said, 
is promising these people that is going to happen. It just doesn't. So what we need more of uh, always, and then, you know, to say this on Pride Month to just to remind people for our cisgender and, and heterosexual friends and allies is to speak up against these things. When you hear somebody saying something, speak up against it. We need you to be allies and accomplices. Yes. You know, and the accomplice part is important too. Mm-hmm. Like, great, you support us directly. And that's fantastic. Um, but also, you know, when you hear somebody talking bad and, and saying racist things and you talk, you're hearing somebody say uh, xenophobic things, you should also be an ally and, and an advocate and an accomplice mm-hmm. for them. And same thing with the LGBT community. Anybody who is being marginalized and disrespected, you have to stand up. We have to stand up. All of us do. And even just little things like practicing people's pronouns when they're not around. I have realized that that is such a big thing. Like that makes such an impact, like practicing when they're not around and correcting other people mm-hmm. on people's pronouns and name, you know, name changes and whatnot when they're not around. That's an incredibly powerful statement to make. Like, I don't, you know, like if, yeah, just you're not doing it performatively to show a person that you care about them. You're doing it because you know, it's important and you need to like, make sure that other people are are doing their best too. And that's like a really good, easy way to be an ally and accomplice, I think. Yeah. And it changes your mindset too right. from the default. Yeah. Um, because that's that's the big thing is to change from that default. Right. Uh, so many people are saying, well, I, I can't get the they, them. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, even though they and them has been used as a singular pronoun since 1300. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it ha- it, in English, it's been a singular pronoun for all that time. We just haven't done it in the last 100, 150 years as much. Right. But we still do it. And mm-hmm. you, you can hear that in people's speech sometimes. So instead of fighting against it, incorporate it. When you don't know somebody's gender, use okay. them. And it's, it's a way to not just change yourself, but you, when people hear you speak, it changes the way that they think too. Mm-hmm. What they hear is what they think. And not just for, you know, maybe cis passing or cis presenting people, you know, you never know. You have to, you have to always assume you don't know what the person's gender is until they tell you directly. Right. So using they for, you know, everyone is a way to open that up and to just sort of start dismantling the binary in your own mind and your own experience. And like, that's, that's really what we're asking you to do. I think people who use they, them pronouns, this is sort of examine why you know it is to sort of like learn about why we are that the the way we are as non-binary people and like think about you know the systems at large that um we're standing up against and we're not just asking you to like use this one like specific grammatical thing we're asking you to like re-examine the way you perceive people Mm -hmm. and the way you perceive yourself and others and to examine gender critically exactly and this isn't just something that, you know, is for trans folk either. Right. Um, when we talked about gay marriage, we had to change the language there too, because you can't assume that a male presenting person is going to be marrying or is married to a female presenting person. Right. You would say then you change the language. And I've heard this plenty of times in people who I know for a fact were um a little more conservative mm-hmm. in their thinking, they would say spouse. 
right? They would, they will say partner, you know, because they don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they will use a a neutral or they use the and or, Mm -hmm. right? Husband or wife, which also isn't necessarily binary. Yeah, it still plays in the binary, but it's opening the dialogue up, right? You know, um, and the language up. And that's just absolutely vital for changing the world. Uh, which is what we're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that was a bit of a rant. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> do we have, we, is there a little sound? Da, da, that we can, da, da, da. Yeah, we'll play the rainbow star up on up on the radio. That should go over. There is something coming through, speaking of, and I didn't see that the Supreme Court had released it. Had you seen anything about that yesterday? Justin or Ireland? What? I, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, case Fulton versus City of Philadelphia. Uh, it's a, a case that was, no, they don't have a new one yet. Okay. So before the Supreme Court, there's another LGBT case. And of course, this time it may go differently than it did last year, which is why elections are important people. So three judges had been appointed by Trump. And that is very much thanks to Mitch McConnell, who kept us from having a nomination from President Obama and then snatched the opportunity from uh, President Biden. And that alone shows how much, you know, the American people are really kind of lazy in their advocacy. I mean, this is your democracy. And one person, one party, but specifically this one person, was able to leverage the power of the Senate to block two nominations from, you could say, their rightful nominators, and therefore change the direction of not just our country, but you know the future. So we have this way off uh, set up on the Supreme Court, and with, and this it hurts me. It it really kind of just it it pains me to see. So many people on a knife's edge about things like abortion, you know, that we thought my mom argued with me back in the late 80s and early 90s about Roe versus Wade. She's like, well, there's there's no threat. It's been decided. And ever since it was decided, it's been under attack. Exactly. And this year, there's another uh, case that was designed specifically to attack it. Uh, So that's coming through the system now. But here we go. Last year. We get Bostock and we have this groundbreaking LGBT protections decision, mm-hmm. but we have this new one, Fulton versus the city of Philadelphia. It's fight over the city policy that bars discrimination based on sexual orientation. Uh, Philadelphia dropped a contract with Roman Catholic foster agency that said its beliefs didn't allow, uh, allow it to certify uh, same-sex couples for adoption. Catholic social services brought a lawsuit alleging Philadelphia violated its First Amendment religious rights. And this religious rights thing is, at what point do religious rights uh, come up against civil rights? Mm-hmm. And human rights. And human rights. And that is what's at stake here, is where has that line been drawn? And traditionally, it's been drawn at religious rights and at individual civil rights. Mm-hmm. But what are they going to say here? We don't have any clue. And we have definitely have a lot of the conservative judges have come down pretty solidly on a very conservative line on on this or have stated 
something about uh, how they feel about these issues. So, you know, there really there are two there are two things that are are massively at stake: women's rights and LGBT rights. And that, friends, is the majority of the country. Yeah, this isn't minority rights. This isn't like oh, well, the majority believe, which is oppressive anyway. But this is a minority of people trying to tell the majority of people what their rights are. Mm-hmm. And that is, it seems like it shouldn't happen that way. So tyranny comes in all different forms and some of it comes legally. And so we really, really, really need to step up our fight and our, our advocacy for each other. Mm-hmm. Intersectionally too. Mm-hmm. And we know, and we've, we've got years of uh, data and, 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 real lived experiences showing that LGBT parents are good and loving and raise well-adjusted, sometimes even better adjusted Mm -hmm. children. Yeah. Uh, There have been studies that shown have shown that, uh, that children of LGBT parents are as or more successful than their uh, counterparts who are raised in, in straight families, not saying that straights are bad parents. However, these are, these are actual scientific findings. Yeah. And just sh- like sheer confidence level, like self-confidence and self, you know, um, positive self-image. You can just tell like kids of LGBT parents are just so much farther along than most kids. I feel like, you know, in that respect. We, we fought so hard in, for our rights, for our ability to even exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as parents, I mean, Justin, please jump in. Um, but as parents, I mean, we we see how important that is to support in our, our children their value and their self-worth. And I mean, right now I have a teenager who's really uh, going through it, but she knows who she is. She's confident in who she is. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, a, a fierce advocate, advocate for others. Yeah. I, I couldn't be more proud. Yeah. Yeah. Because they see you doing that, you know, and um, all of the social things you do and participate in and everything. I think that it's, it's great to have parents that are role models that way. Then the kids always want to be part of something. I mean, that's how my own kids are always very active in everything. Um, sometimes things that I'm not too thrilled about. Oh, <laughs> 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 Part of being a parent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, that's the battle you're going to fight? Okay. Um, you know. Think for yourself, except when I tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it is strange, though. I do find myself being somewhat prudish. I don't know when it comes to the kids. Things that I, I'd be all for my friends doing. <laughs> uh, you're not going to prom dress like that. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I'm, you know, Indianapolis Pride, we've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dragging Kat to, uh, to Queenwood Pride. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really going to push that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to be responsible for renaming a city. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That's not going to happen. But I can dream. And I was thinking about taking her to the Chicago Pride picnic mm-hmm. this year because I think that would be a lower impact introduction to Chicago Pride. 
yeah. than just taking, you know, her full on going to miss the dikes on bikes, but that's okay. <laughs> but to be in a, a gathering of people of such like mind also, you know, like there's, she's going to be exposed to a lot that she hasn't been exposed to. And how is that going to make me feel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I felt exactly that way in the first pride that I went to with the kids. Um, yeah. So it, it was interesting when we were talking uh, with the people from the Greenwood pride about, you know, how it was going to be family friendly. And all of a sudden I'm like this totally family friendly guy. Whereas I'm telling you 25 years ago. I was <laughs> But kids grow up, right? <laughs> and we understand that. <laughs> we might not want them to. But eventually, I mean, that's what prom is, right? We 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 were in high school once and we understand and we that's why we kind of fear because there's all this pressure and everything. And um that's exactly why we fear. We've been there. Yeah. And again, this is this is what parents do. And we, as, you know, queer folk get a bad rap as being amoral, um, unable to uh, control ourselves. We're predators. We, we shouldn't be allowed near kids, let alone have kids, mm-hmm. which is why traditionally trans folk and, and before them, uh, uh, gay folk would lose custody of their children, yep. if not parental rights. You know, a good friend of mine uh, lost her parental rights Uh when she came out and that, and she counseled me that that would happen because that's what happened. Uh, That was very, I mean, it still is common, but that was very common when I was growing up. And, you know, I grew up in a house full of feminist with my mom, feminists and lesbians, and a lot of the lesbians had children that, um, and they had been divorced and now they weren't allowed to see their children because Mm -hmm. they identified as lesbians. That was a perfectly legal thing. Yeah. And that's why we're working so hard to change this. Um, Gosh, it's so hard to talk without swearing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so right. uncouth. But you know what I mean, to change the situation. <laughs> exactly. Is, um, is so unfair. We need to be on the series. Not based on any reality once again, or any facts. No, and that's why this is such a scary thing, because this is legislation. This is this is the highest court in the land making a decision that is going to have ramifications in every other state because they're going to use this as precedent. And how these religious exemptions are being worded and how they're being um, presented to people is expanding as well. Now it's just like, well, we get to refuse service to anybody in Arkansas or in other states that uh, Tennessee even where we just decide that we don't want to. And that is somehow supposedly okay, because for whatever twisted definition of morality these people have have signed on to, they believe that they should be able to dictate the lives of others. And when you have a monopoly on certain things like adoption services, uh, that's... That's dangerous to the kids too. You're denying people, you're denying children a chance at a home. Absolutely. Really good homes too. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Right. 
it's absolutely absurd, but they're still holding on, I think, to that notion that was so prevalent that people from our community are mentally ill. And that was uh, a diagnosis mm-hmm. for many years until 1974. I, I mean, it's been almost 50 years <laughs> and people are still holding on to that. I think that they still believe it. Well, they do. I still see it all the time. People it's, saying. Right. And it's been even less time since transgender people were right. declassified. As an Absolutely. DSM-5. Yeah. Does and anybody that, know when that happened? You can look it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not aware of the date. I do know 1974 was when um, homosexuality, as it was referred to, only was um, declassified as a mental illness. But before then, you were put in state hospitals like my great aunt was in the 1930s. Oh, yeah. So uh, that happened in 2019. 2019. Yeah. The World Health Organization finally declassified transgender people as having a mental disorder. Yeah. In 2019. Yeah. I think that we actually did talk about it on this show. Mm -hmm. But it's shocking, isn't it? Um, Took so long. Fighting people who have all this false information, they're getting hammered by all of these uh, talk shows. And because I can't see them called news shows. But, um, you know, you go on to to Fox or any of the other uh, ultra right wing shows or networks and all of their pundits are passing around the same bad information. Yeah. And you have to fight that in each and every person. We have to fight it tooth and claw. Mm -hmm. And that is so difficult because we don't have the, you know, we don't have a queer network, really. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have something with such reach and power. No, we don't have the platform. But we are family. We are these people's connection to the community. And that's why our voices are important. But more so, again, people who aren't us, who are our allies and accomplices, speak up mm-hmm. and speak out because your voice carries. Of course, we're advocating for our rights. Yeah. But why are you? Why are you advocating for our rights? Exactly. You're, yeah, someone who's not part of the community that's advocating for us, talking to a conservative person, you know, that will go so much further than, you know, one of us trying to talk to them and they just immediately disregard us because they don't respect us at all, you Mm -hmm. know, and they won't listen to us. But if you step up and you're, you know, someone they respect and someone they work with or, you know, are around, you know, all the time, and you're saying that we are human beings and deserve rights, that will that will uh, make an impact for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and speaking of this, I wanted to kind of give an update. Tennessee's trans laws, there were three of them. We covered them. And the one that is just mind-bogglingly stupid, the DA of Knoxville, I think it was Knoxville DA, I'll have to look that up, said that he wasn't going to enforce the law to put up signs saying that this facility allows trans people, basically saying that this facility allows uh, people of any uh, uh, physical sex to enter any bathroom, Mm -hmm. getting around having to say trans people potty here and use the correct bathroom. Now, one of the lawmakers, one of the uh, legislators Tim Rudd has said that the law does not provide any fines or penalties at this point. Now he's changed that and he's saying it would actually be a class B misdemeanor if small business owners don't post the sign within 30 days of the enactment of this. 
Punishment for breaking that law would include a $500 fine and jail time of up to six months. How does that benefit anything or anyone? Like, truly, I don't get what jailing someone for something that, like, insignificant would even do, you know? They've got the hugest hard-on. Can I say that on the radio? I guess. For, For apartheid. Yeah. For dividing their society up mm-hmm. they can't say these are whites only bathrooms anymore right so here we go and it wasn't right then and it's not right now and yet people are still facing possible jail time for doing what is right and just allowing people to go to the bathroom yeah. again there's not a rash of people even pretending to be trans to get into uh, women's restrooms specifically because again Transmasculine people don't exist. Mm-hmm. You don't exist. Yeah, but that's sort of a privilege that I that I have as a transmask person. I never get questioned. No matter what bathroom I go into, I never get questioned. It's a privilege. I mean, people are going to clock me however they clock me, and chances are they won't say anything. And I, you know, yeah, it's it's really interesting, but in a terrible way. You shouldn't feel guilty or like like it's you know like terrible. That's the way it should be, right? And really, again, they're still promoting this idea of the weak female who is at the hands of uh, these predator male-bodied people. Mm-hmm. And again, it's also a fantasy. It, right. It's unproven as any sort of danger. There, there are no statistics in any municipality. They did a you know a study looking at all these different municipalities that allow specifically allow trans people to go into the bathrooms that they of the the sex they identify as and there aren't increases in rape or assault or anything um because women just want to pee they just want to pee you know yeah they're that those kinds of attacks that they're like you know using using to fearmonger people just don't happen they just don't happen they're policing nothing yeah Right. Well, it's just, it's creating a problem maybe to deflect on real problems. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think that this is an issue that people have. Yeah. You know, I mean. It, it isn't a problem people have. And yeah. <laughs> when you talk to people, the only ones who agree with it say that, well, there is a potential. And if a cis man is going to attack someone, a bathroom sign that says a says women is not going to stop them. And it never has. And it never has. And they've not had to dress up as women. Yeah. Ireland, that is such an obvious point. Right? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, what sort of power does that sign have? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I keep having to go into the men's bathroom and there are just not any women coming in here. And- <laughs> I just Darn, I'm a serious killer, but yeah. she went into the women's bathroom. Guess I'll have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh. Sorry. That it sounds bad. so ridiculous when you point it out, right? Like. Yeah. No, exactly. Like when you said that, I just burst. Yeah. It's after because I'm like, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Right there, you know. It's kind yeah. of this argument, like, yeah. Oh, nobody will be safe, you know, if we don't have these designated signs um, that segregate people. Mm-hmm. by our perception of their gender. Um, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So backwards, trans women are the ones being attacked. 
And right. if you look at any actual data, you could see that, you know? Exactly. That is in the data. We're up to 41, by the way. Yeah. This year. 41. Um, I didn't check today. I don't have any neuroses. I don't have any obsessions, but I have become obsessed with checking the news because it's so horrific, the numbers of uh, trans folk getting killed this year. Um, and that doesn't even include the assaults, uh, which are increasing against LGBT folk in general. And and Jewish people and mm-hmm. African-American people, people of color, Hispanic people, of course, Muslims. Asian people, yeah. Muslims. It, this year, this, this coming out that we're all celebrating, the brood X is also coming out of horrible people who have been underground chewing on hate. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're emerging as well. And They're encouraged to do it all the time, all the know, time, especially by Trump and well, and and by like that, yeah. Other people who are just out there spreading this false information, this bad news. There's nothing out there contradicting, and so we have to get out there as our own sort of army. And I, I was asked by a friend, you know, why why are you so open? about this and because this is dangerous and then uh, not a week later another friend of mine who lives in another country on another continent was posting that she she can't change her her uh official documents in her country and it causes her panic attacks to be outed in any way to have to use her old name to have to you know present her documents because it's a real danger and threat yeah and i thought well you know I don't have that, but then again, if you Google my name, there is 15 years or so of stuff and news articles and things. And I've already had that. I've already been through that. And that's what like Pride Month is about, right? Mm-hmm. Is there are so many people that are like, I'm nobody. I've, I'm, you know, one person living in a small Midwestern town. I, I'm not this, you know, amazing sort of, of anybody. But there yes, are, are I mean, but continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> tell that to my, my landlord and my child. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm I'm average person on the street, uh, above average in height and weight and um, uh, below average in sight and a few other things. But there are luminaries that came before us. There are people who were, who were regular folk who were thrust into uh positions where they they had to make change in order just to live mm-hmm. and they're the reasons why we can be here on the radio talking exactly yeah and we can be speaking up against these things you know they came out into the streets they were the ones who participated in the riots and they were the ones that came out to their families and lost them mm-hmm. and they were the ones that continued on and also the ones that couldn't continue on those who came before us, those are the people that we're honoring this month. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get that in too, because, you know, we are all a part of this. We all should have pride in our, our communities and how far we've come and how far we can go mm-hmm. and look back upon people who have come before and thank them for putting their lives on the line and advancing us to where we are now and then doing honor to their memory by continuing that fight. And you might not be able to do it in the, you know, going to uh, the marches in New York or wherever. You might not be able to do it standing in the halls of your state house and lobbying 
your your legislators. But you can do it just in living your life honestly and and being yourself and moving forward. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Yeah. But this is your pride. This is your month and and take it and enjoy it. Sorry. I that was it's a great closer, I think. <laughs> no, I think so too. And in, in, in that vein, I know that was sometimes we've talked about, you know, honoring uh, people who have come before us and made a big deal. And it just so happens that last week, uh, Kay Luhausen died at the age of 91. And she was uh, an incredible LGBTQ activist. She said, you know, it didn't start with Stonewall because she was there years and years and years and years before. I'm not demeaning anything about Stonewall. So just like we we have this whole notion that that was the first time any gay people existed. On, you know. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but she and her partner um, started a lesbian magazine as early as the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And she was a photographer and she encouraged other women to be photographed for the magazine. At first they wouldn't or they'd be in dark sunglasses or hats and scarves and then they slowly, you know, start showing their face and she started having all these marches about, you know, homosexuality is not a mental illness. It's not a disease. You can't discriminate us against us in the workplace, which it, you could then and you still can, you know, but she she was a real advocate for, you know, um, we have abilities. We have the right to be here just like everybody else and even s- normalizing it. You know, she wanted to put a human face on it. So anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to her. And Absolutely. thank you. Mm-hmm. Need to get going on that webpage because yeah, th- these stories need to be out there. They need to be before people and uh, not just, not just in LGBT media. Mm-hmm. They need to be out in. Yeah. Forever. I mean, these aren't people who are just heroes to LGBT to, to us. They're heroes to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you care about humanity and, um, you know, they've offered so much to enriching everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. It's never been about, oh, only LGBTQ plus people have the rights to do this. We're excluding everybody else. <laughs> you know, I think that uh, we've made it a wonderful place to be for all sorts of people, for okay. women and children and men of that's, all kinds. <laughs> that's the point, right? It's, is to make it a better world. That's, yeah. I think, what we we're, most of us are trying to do anyway. I guess we can leave it there. We are so out of time. Uh, the uncut version of this will be available on Blu-ray. And- <laughs> Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Cade Young. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. And remember, if everything were straight... We still wouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice, stop the hate, wear your masks still, get your shots, and good night from your Blooming Out family. And I would like to add, don't forget about Greenwood's first Pride block party. It's going to be this Saturday, June 5th from noon to 5 p.m. at Craig Park, which is at 10 East Smith Valley Road, Queenwood, Indiana, 46143. I'll see you there.
at the start, I see the end. Cause when I love, I love a little bit too much. Don't wanna fall that deep again. Maybe touch by touch will give me just enough. So this time, I don't need the thunder and lightning. I don't need the stars in my eyes. I just need to know that you're trying to be all I need tonight. Oh, so show me. Sip by sip, so I can savor it. Take it slow. 